Eagle looking great. Here we go. <laughs> go ahead. Kick us off, man. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Sci-Fi Wise Guys, your premier science fiction and science fiction adjacent, uh, straight-to-stream review, talk, you know, mess around show. That was a good Mess intro. around show. We're keeping it. I'm yeah. one of your hosts, Chris. I'm the other host, Anthony. What's up, Anthony? Oh, you know, living the dream. Mm. Yeah. You know, I read somewhere that whenever someone says, I'm living the dream, it's they're actually going through an existential crisis. Is that the case for you? That sounds about right, actually. That's a pretty accurate <laughs> accurate thing. I I had a fairly full day. Yeah, just, just a full day. Just a full I day. See. My boss is out because uh, he got strep and was sick for almost two weeks before going to the doctor. So now he's got classic strep. He's got that classic Chris uh, tonsillitis. Oh, yeah. Severe yeah, yeah. tonsillitis, as he put yeah, it. You know what that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So his, his name's also Chris. So I guess you all have that in common. Um, bringing down the collective Chris with that one. Yes, yes, he is. Uh, so it was a good day. Uh, I had an 8 a.m. call. Usually don't start work till 9 a.m. Got an, had an 8 a.m. call where I said nothing the entire time. I sat there and listened. It was whatever. But I showed Excellent. face. Anyways, no, so it was just a kind of a long day. Like nothing that didn't not get taken care of. Nothing that impacted me personally or sure. even is going to impact me tomorrow. It was just... I got you. How are you, Chris? My day was uh, my day was pretty good. I woke up late at 6.30, mm. which is... Because I, I, normally these days I wake up around 5, 5.45... Um, I know there's a big variance between 5 a.m. and 5.45, but it's still before 6.30. Fair enough. And I don't even remember turning off my alarms. So that's how late, that's how sleepy I was. But um, I uh, took the took the dog to the groomer. And while I was uh, by, while I took her to the groomer, I went downtown because I needed some guitar strings. So I went to one of our guitar places or music shops. And um, I guess they're running into some financial issues because they are downsized. Oh. Very downsized. Um, uh, which one? You don't have to uh, tell me on now. And you can just message it to me if you want. Yeah, I'll message it to you. But so um, they used to have like an entire building, and they uh, I, now they are reduced to just the foyer that you use to walk into that building. And it took the guy twenty minutes to ring up my guitar strings, but I bought wow. them. <laughs> that might be why so, they're not getting as much business. So that that was a fun waste of my lunch, and then um, and then I came home. And for the remainder of my lunch, I just went outside and I've got this little, I think I talked about it before, but I bought a, uh, I've got these big oak trees. Yeah. I have two live oaks in my backyard that They're great. drop acorns all the time. And so I bought this roller thingy where you literally just roll it. Mm. And it oh, and it, it picks it, up it, like all the acorns? Yeah. It picks up okay. all, only acorns. Like amazingly, like sometimes it'll get a rock, sure. but it doesn't get like twigs or leaves or dogs so just or cats like that, or anything. that particular shape. Yeah, of items, just huh. small like tiny oval shaped things that somehow manages to grab them. Uh, but other than that, I've had a pretty good day. Good. I actually have a little bit of sci-fi to share with you. Oh please, let's be a little slightly on topic. Yeah, yeah. I uh, <laughs> I beat Fallout Four. Uh, for, actually for the first time, I didn't realize oh. I hadn't ever beaten it before. I think I'd gotten to like level sixty-seven. And I had like done everything that you can do in the game except actually beat it. And so I decided I was just going to do that. And then um, I was like, cool, I'll start a new playthrough. But this time I'll do a completely different thing. Because I think with my the one that I just beat the game with, I was doing a Grognak build where you um, you wear his outfit. 
Oh, and you okay. equip his axe and just um you load up on Kims and alcohol, so you just and hmm. then like so you just take jet and just run around in slow motion decapitating people. It's ten out of ten. <laughs> and so this time I decided to do like a stealth kind of shooter playthrough. And then I was like, you know what? I don't want to play Fallout 4. I'm gonna play Fallout 3. So I reinstalled Fallout 3 and I did the secret. The secret, oh. which is you leave Vault 101 and then you first you have to have all the DLC. And then you run straight to where Operation Anchorage is. Oh yeah, yeah. And then and then you get the best armor and best weapons in the game. I love at it. level like four. Three or four, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, no, that was a lot of fun. Uh, so that's what I'm doing. Nice. Yeah, I uh, I enjoy walking around the the DC ruins, the Capital Wasteland. I'm I'm very aware of where the cars are because <laughs> yeah. because uh, I'm doing kind of like an energy weapons explosive build. And so what I'll do is I'll just throw a mine on the ground and just take it like next to a car, take a couple steps back and just watch it go boom. Nice. I have never finished a Fallout game. That's pretty common. Yeah. Fallout 4 got kind of boring, honestly. I uh, I, I got through like the secret headquarters of whatever. And then it was like, we're going to send you on these other fetch quests. And I was like, no, I think yeah. I'm done. Like I'm ready for it to be done. Sure. You know, there are a lot of like... They're a medium amount of fun to just run around and do whatever in. I definitely enjoy four more than three, but I think I enjoy New Vegas more than all of them. I think the furthest I ever got in any of them was modded New Vegas. They put slow-mo in instead of vats and like some realistic kill mods and just turned it into it. I turned it into like a Borderlands or Rage sure. style shooter. And I was like, oh, this is fantastic. It's not that the Fallout games aren't good. It's just that it's very easy to get lost. And the problem is, is you get lost and then you burn yourself out. Like, cause you're like, you're like, oh man, I've been doing all these, I've been doing fetch quests for the past four hours. And it's like, well, you know, maybe you shouldn't do those side quests. <laughs> it's cause they're like, not cause good. I did the math. Cause like the, 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 not the, this most recent time playing fallout three, but the last time I played fallout three, I think I beat the main game in 10 hours and I wasn't even like meta gaming. I just, I knew where to go, what to do, and I did no side quests. So I, I finished yeah. the game at like level 13, um, and the, I was just, do, I was doing a stealth sniper, so I could just kill everything from far away. It's just, it's the same thing with New Vegas, and New Vegas is even easier to beat really quick because there's there's giant highways telling you where to go. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder where I should go hmm, in this desert, and the only thing that I can see is giant concrete road. I think I'll just walk on that. Elders, the, the Bethesda games, Elder Scrolls and Fallout games, uh, the ones they've made anyways, their storyline is not their strong suit. It's the ambient storytelling, the world to explore is all really fun, but the main quests have always been lackluster. And my favorite one, Oblivion, I think that story is the most interesting, but it gets so repetitive going through those gates oh, yeah. and dealing with everything. So it's it's even more repetitive gameplay-wise. So I, I don't know. Will I, will I play whatever they put out next? Sure, I have Game Pass. <laughs> why not? Why yeah. not? I've been yeah. playing, uh, since we're talking about games for the first 10 minutes or so of our of our podcast here, I've been playing uh, Kingdoms of Amalur Re-Reckoning. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Amalur. Okay. Amalur. Um, it is such a great game once you realize you can ignore any side quest you want and nothing will happen. It's fine. You can always, there's nothing that's timed, even though they're acting like it. Yeah. Cause there's just a lot. And then you'll think you've cleared an area, but then you'll level from like a level from level 
five to level six. Oh, there's three new quests because they're they're gated behind uh, the leveling yeah. system. But uh, no, I've been having a ton of fun with that. Uh, definitely recommend Kingdoms of Mariner. I think the last, I think the the farthest I ever got in that game, like not in terms of like actual hours sunk in. Yeah. I left that first village and just ran. Oh yeah. And I just, I just, I just kept running from zone to zone. And I, I ended up at some castle where they wanted me to join some mercenary group. And I was like, no, nah, this is sucks. I'm bailing. That's so not even that there. far, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so I ran out of that and then I ran, like I ended up on some plane. Mm-hmm like rolling planes and there was like kind of messes or buttes in the background and like there was a town surrounded by a, a wall. Yeah, yeah. And then I was like, cool, I'm just going to turn this game off. Great game. <laughs> I love the immersion. I like the story and lore and I really, really enjoy the gameplay. And if you are bored with it, you just switch weapons and suddenly it's very different hack and slash. So yeah, that game cool. is um, the game is an 8.5 out of 10 for me. Yeah, I can see that. And it loses a full point because I can't jump. That is a bit odd. That is an odd choice they made. I do like uh, when you unlock the, because you have the role, you may or may not have unlocked uh, If you put enough points into finesse and sorcery, your role becomes a teleport. Ooh. And you just, very cool. You just start rolling through people. And then you can get that <laughs> teleport to cause damage to people as you teleport through them. Yeah. You just start rolling around. Excellent. Invincibility. Uh, yeah. We've talked a lot about games. How do, let's talk about a TV show. Okay, I don't think they're making a Kingdoms of Amalur TV show, but they are making a Fallout TV show. Oh, they are, aren't they? <laughs> Do you think that'll get stuck in endless side quests? <laughs> wow, they could just keep that. That show could just last forever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like one yeah. episode a season, they do a little bit of the main story. Preston, I'm not <laughs> going to help them. <laughs> Let's talk about Wednesday. Today's Thursday. No, today is Wednesday. Today is That's Wednesday. That's right, we're recording Wednesday on Wednesday. We're recording Wednesday on Wednesday. Tell the Wednesday. people what we watched. Wednesday is an American coming-of-age supernatural comedy horror television series based on the character Wednesday Adams from The Adams Family. little background info on The Adams Family. Originally aired 1938. I'm sorry. Oh, well, <clears throat> not originally aired. I'm sorry. Uh, became a thing in 1938. was oh, originally wow. a comic strip. Uh, and then eventually became a TV show in 1964. Several movies were made. Adam's Family, Adam's Family 1993, uh, Adam's Family Value. And then they had a cartoon show uh, from 91 to 93, which I remember very well. I remember it. Not very well, but I definitely remember it. The episode I remember the most is where Gomez can't fail. Like, it's a hmm. thing that all the Adam's men do is they, they fail at something, and he, like, he invests his money into a bunch of, like, um, penny stocks that are supposed to go bankrupt, and he ends up becoming a millionaire again. <laughs> and then he's, like, depressed and everything, and at the end of the episode, everyone's like, hey, man, you failed at failing. And he was like, I did. I did it. So that's the episode <laughs> I remember the most. Nice. Um, I don't think that's going to happen in this. Uh, so this is a, a new Netflix series. There's eight episodes uh, released on November 23rd, 2022. I mean, you're talking about fun facts. I didn't know that this was a Tim Burton joint until I turned it on. Mm -hmm. I also didn't know that the inventor of the Adams family was like Charles Adams. Like his last name is Adams. Like he named it after himself. So that was pretty interesting. Uh, but let's get some other concrete facts out of the way. This picture on Wikipedia is absolutely fantastic. Show me, show me that yet. link and I'll post it up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's get some facts here. Wednesday on IMDb is sitting at 8.4 out of 10 stars. The blurb reads, 
follows Wednesday Adams' years as a student when she attempts to master her emo- emerging psychic ability, thwart and solve the mystery that embroiled her parents. I feel like I need to read that again. Follows Wednesday Adams' years as a student when she attempts to master her emerging psychic ability, thwart and solve the mystery that... Yeah, I yeah, feel like there's some missing... Yeah. yeah, it's a bad sentence. We'll see if we can get a better one here. It's got a median score of 9. 37.7% of the votes a 10. 26.2 a 9. 21.6 an 8. Overwhelmingly positive. Overwhelmingly positive. Uh, over on Rotten Tomatoes, it is sitting at 72% fresh with an 87% audience score. If we scroll down here to the critics' consensus, Wednesday isn't exactly full of woe for viewers, but without Jenna Ortega in the lead, this Adams Family adjacent series might as well be another CW drama. And that's the last time I read anything from Rotten Tomatoes as they took my whole shtick. Uh, <laughs> rounding out with Metacritic. Sucker. We got a green Metacritic score of 66, yeah. the user score of 7.1. Uh, this has a, a slightly different summary here. I'm going to read this. Wednesday Adams, played by Jenny, Jenna Ortega, discovers mysteries in town and about her parents while learning to control her psychic powers at Nevermore Academy, the boarding school she is sent to after being kicked out of her public high school. That's still, at least it reads better. still not a very well done uh, sentence. I have one more blurb from Netflix. Smart, mm. sarcastic, and a little dead inside, Wednesday Adams investigates a murder spree while making new friends and foes at Nevermore Academy. Finally, it took me three blurbs to get one that reads well. And that's a pretty should good make, one, actually. Uh, good job. We should make up our own blurb. We should make up our own blurb. We should just <laughs> become blurbists. I think we've talked about it before. Like, how do we get that job? Like, <laughs> there's, uh, And the thing is, is that if someone else logs into Netflix, they might get a completely different blurb because that's how they, they market yeah. their stuff. I get that. So, did you have any other uh, facts you wanted to share? Ninety-seven uh, percent of Google users like this show. Nice. I mm-hmm. read. Uh, I, I wish I'd saved the article, but I read a, a headline earlier today that Wednesday was the third most watched English I did see Netflix that. show. Yeah. Now let's pull up a picture of Charles Adams. Oh wow! And we zoom in on that. We throw that on screen here. It's a great image. Fantastic. <laughs> Like, why would you have a suit of armor in your library if you're not going to try on random pieces sometimes? Sure. I mean, why would you have a suit of armor and not wear it? Like, at all times. At all times? Because yeah. going to the bathroom is difficult. Nah, man. Th- I'm looking right at it. There's nothing there. <laughs> That's a loincloth, my dude. <laughs> I just No, but you have to be able to, like, get the loincloth. Oh. I don't know what type of dexterity you have That's in fair. the fingers That's there. Fair. What year was that picture taken? 1975. Oh, he, 1912 to 1988. Interesting. Charles Samuel Adams. Very cool. Is he related very, to very Sam cool. Adams? Probably not. I don't think it's spelled the same way. No. I had subtitles on at the beginning of this show. Did you watch it with subtitles? Of course I did. I, I enjoyed the subtitles. I thought they were really well done. I just wanted to get that out of the way before we talk about the actual content. I usually don't like the subtitles, but I thought they were pretty descriptive. Very well done. Okay. Chris. What's up, buddy? This was your idea. It was my idea. So I'm going to uh, take the floor, if that's okay, and give sure. my thoughts and opinions while uh, while staring at your beautiful face here. I was surprised. Yeah? Wednesday surprised me. Not the character. She was fairly predictable. But I was expecting like CW-level drama Maybe not production. I was expecting like a Netflix level of production value that you know we've come to expect from them. But I thought it would be incredibly cheesy in a bad way. 
to bring this character who I, I don't recall. Did they do something recent with the Adams family? Um, so I feel like they've at... done quite a bit. Uh, you mentioned the cartoon and of course the movies, which I've seen. There was most of a... my memories of the Adams family are really the monsters from a, when I was a kid watching TV land. 1998 was the last time any Adams family stuff was released. For no, anything. there was an Adams family animated film in 2019 and then a Adams family two in 2021. Oh, the adaptations I'm looking at, it just showed television. I'm oh, sorry. So gotcha, yes, gotcha. you're right. Yeah. Okay. So there's something recent. Yeah. No, I was expecting cheesy. I was expecting, I was expecting something more in line with Resident Evil. Okay. Than Umbrella Academy. I'm very, I was very happy to be surprised. I'm very happy to be wrong in that assumption. The show is fun. The acting is really well done. I love the imagery. Jenna Ortega really nails the gothic stoic Wednesday while also still being a 14 year old, 15 year old, however old she is. Like it's, it's, you can see this version of the character like fitting with any of the other Adams family uh, products. I don't have high hopes for the rest of the season as we're just reviewing the pilot. I think it's a good pilot. I want to watch another episode, but I could easily see it devolving into something super cringy like resident evil we'll see those those were my initial thoughts and opinions i i have a lot of thoughts on some of the individual actors and some of the scenes and whatnot that we can get into but at a high level pleasantly surprised um i i don't after seeing all of the the facts the aggregate scores the reviews i don't expect it to degrade in quality um but that was that's kind of what i was thinking the whole time like oh this is really fun it's probably going to be it's going to get worse um but we'll see what did you think? So I watched this show right after Thanksgiving Day while I was very sick. Yeah, I don't know if I mentioned that when we recorded last time. Um, there were 16 people that had Thanksgiving dinner at my in-laws, and nine of us like got sick. And I don't know if it was food poisoning. I think what happened was is someone was like, hey, I've got a stomach bug. I'm just not going to tell anybody because mm. I'm selfish. That sounds about right. Family members, if you're hearing me, I'm calling you out. <laughs> you know who you are. So I watched it, and then I had to stop it and restart it after I was done constantly vomiting. And it, I wasn't vomiting because of the show, by the way. I had really liked it. I had a lot of fun. It was very much in the vein of, uh, you mentioned the Umbrella Academy. I, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm leaning more towards the order mm, in terms okay. of like how, yeah, there's a conspiracy in the Umbrella Academy, but in the order, like the whole thing is the conspiracy, right? Like yeah. you're following Jack on this quest to was, do whatever. I was mostly comparing it to quality wise. I think for the Netflix shows we've watched, Resident Evil would be the lowest quality. Umbrella Academy would be the highest. But yeah, I could definitely see the order comparison. Yeah. For sure. Especially with like the school being the uh yeah. uh oh wow. What? The school is being the uh the term that I've forgotten right now live. Yeah. <laughs> the main I setting. Mean, it, 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 it is a little, it is a Harry Potter-ish, you know. Like, I've hey, never let's, seen it. Let's, let's gather these these special people from across the world and put them together in a school, make them grow up and feel better kind of thing. You know, collect the mutants. Yeah. Thanks, Charles. <laughs> I agree with most of the aggregate scores. Uh, I don't necessarily think I agree with the Rotten Tomatoes, like CW shot. I mean, there is drama there. And I think that, spoilers in 3, 2, 1, I've watched every episode of the show. 
but that's not going to taint my opinion of the pilot. I think the, the the anyone who draws comparisons to a CW show, like it's yeah, there's some drama, but it's a coming of age show. <laughs> there's supposed to be drama. You're like when you're as you grow, as you get older, you begin to experience things differently. You know, when I was a child, I did childlike things. I don't think that necessarily applies to Wednesday, but she's now in an environment which in, in which everyone is no longer really acting like a child, with the exception of very few people. Yeah, that's my only pushback on the aggregate scores. I don't agree with okay. the CW shot. But even in the pilot, like you can definitely tell that it's this is a show about like growing up and learning your place in the world. Yeah. No, absolutely. I I, I guess I agree entirely. Um, looking at the season one list, or the ep- sorry, the, yeah, the season one episode list on IMDb, the pilot, Wednesday's Child is Full of Woe, uh, it's got an 8.1. The second episode's got an 8.0, 8.1, 8.5, 8.1, 8.1, 8.6, 8.6. Uh, it seems like it gets better as it goes. It stays steady and then and ends strong. Um, so I'm pretty encouraged to watch the rest of it. Excellent. Absolutely. Let's uh, let's talk about Jenna Ortega. Well, we're going to talk about a couple of the actors, but let's talk about Jenna Ortega first as okay. she plays the, the titular Wednesday Adams. Young actress. I have never seen anything she's in. Nope, I take that back. I've seen one thing she's in, and I'm trying to remember who she was in this movie. Uh, but I did see Studio 666. Fantastic film. Highly recommend. Um, but every, she's got 40 some odd credits, 44. Have you seen anything else she's been in? The wife tells me that she's in a show called You, which is a, a show about a serial mm-hmm. killer, which I'm not interested in. And I think I've seen an episode that she's in because she's supposed to be in the second season. But no. Now, I think I think IMDb might be changing the way they do their credits, but she's got 41 credits. And let's see, yeah, the, the new page is horrendous. That's all in the last 10 years. Her first credit in 2012. uh, She was the vice president's daughter in Iron Man 3. So I saw her there. Don't remember that character. I'm not even, I don't even, there's some Disney Channel stuff. 30 episodes of Jane the Virgin. 10 episodes of You, like you mentioned. 39 episodes of Elena of Avalor. Uh, Voice, okay, additional voices. So some voice acting. Studio 666, The Scream, the 2022 Scream movie uh that movie x that came out that's a uh, a24 movie it's a horror film i think then they just made pearl which is like a prequel to that american carnage 47 episodes of jurassic world camp cretaceous which i think is a netflix television series yeah she's working yeah she's definitely putting in the work and and doing post-production on another scream film so how did you i mean i've already kind of mildly sang her praises how do you like this casting i think jenna does a pretty good job wednesday adams like i I think that definitely as a character semi one-dimensional and that being said like there are very few characters that actually are one-dimensional but maybe not one-dimensional but she's very flat like right there's no emotion she's definitely very even keeled she doesn't do like the like the robert downey jr sherlock holmes thing you know like before he gets into a fight and he like replay like he plays out how it's going to happen and then, and then yeah. it happens in slow motion. Yeah, yeah. She doesn't do that, but there are a few instances where she like, she's like, hmm, like she has that inner mo- monologue when she's talking 
about like how like what she's going to do when or how she's going to do it i think it works pretty well i think on brand like i don't think she smiles in the entire <laughs> pilot it'd be weird if, so, if she did honestly yeah so i mean a wednesday adams is kind of a one-dimensional character i mean she's a cartoon character originally so right. they're gonna have less dimension yeah from two the get-go yeah yeah, yeah two dimensions <laughs> She's a two-dimensional character. There you go. No, no, no. I definitely yeah. think she's um she does a pretty good job. Yeah. So. I think I said this in our last episode when we reviewed Violent Night. I mean, the casting really brings it together. If they had picked the wrong person for this role, mm-hmm. which I mean, the way eh, the way that movies and television have been going, I don't think it's that's possible. But if they had, I mean, it would kill the whole thing. I mean, everything hinges on your titular character in this more so than a lot of other things, right? There's a, there's plenty of shows that have a, a lead and then an ensemble to back them up where you end up watching because of the ensemble and not the lead. This would, it would be very difficult to make this show follow that, uh, that kind of format. Um, and I think she knocks it out of the park, but she's, tw- yeah, she was born in 2000. Okay. So she's 20 years old playing someone five, six years younger, which that's, I guess, normal uh, Hollywood stuff. Uh, but I think she nails that kind of, uh, stoic awkwardness pretty uh pretty well looking at the rest of the cast the only one that <laughs> surprised me was Gwendolyn Christie showing up mm-hmm. halfway through the first episode that's cool uh as the principal of this school principal Larissa Weems which is a fantastic name Weems. Catherine Zeta-Jones playing Morticia Luis Guzman playing Gomez I don't I'm scrolling through the list I don't recognize anyone else is there anyone you'd like to talk about first? There is going to be an entry into Cameo Corner. Is it time? Islam Blockus. Scroll down a little bit. He plays a character named Carter, who I do not remember. But he is Armin from Letter for the King. Oh, okay. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. That's about it. That's, That's all it. I got. Awesome. <laughs> uh, did you want, I mean, so did you want to talk about any of these Kind of bigger actors, Catherine Zeta-Jones, Luis Guzman. Yeah, I mean, like... It, Gwendolyn Christie. I, no, you're not. She's bigger now, I think. I think for the most part, everyone does a pretty good job. I mean, there isn't anyone who stands out as like a real negative character. Mm-hmm. I mean, even even then later on, for the most part, everyone does a pretty good job. Did you recognize Christina Ricci in this film? No. She plays the teacher, Marilyn Thornhill, the, oh, with the red okay. hair. I saw her name in the um in the credits when mm-hmm. watching it, but I didn't I didn't know who that was. But okay, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Christina Ricci? You didn't know who she was? I didn't recognize her. Like I oh, I, no, I, gotcha. I saw her name and said, Oh, who did she play? I forgot about the scenes of the teacher. Gotcha. Yes. Uh, also actually, uh, when the credits ran, that's when I found out it was a Tim Burton joint. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it was said at the very beginning, directed by Tim Burton. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I didn't notice it. Uh, no, I, th- I uh, standing out here. I mean, I think Gwendolyn does a pretty good job. She keeps showing up in things. Well, she's an actress. No, I, uh, I, I <laughs> unexpectedly. <laughs> like this isn't the first Netflix thing I've seen her in this year. She was also in Sandman. Oh, that's right. She was. Anyway. Yeah, which we reviewed, but I don't think we reviewed her episodes. No. So like it's just you know she just keeps popping up unexpectedly. She's not the title character. She's not the lead, but she shows up in a scene. I'm sure she's in every episode of this, considering she's the principal of the school they're at. But I mean, she's a great actress. Uh, she was great when I first saw in, in Game of Thrones. She did what she could with Star Wars. I think she's what a great she actress. She'd stand did. there with a helmet on. Yeah, <laughs> uh, 
you know, <laughs> she took direction. <sighs> Man, what a waste. Uh, no, I, what, I, the, I'm the sequels. I'm happy. Yes. Her, yeah, all of it. This is not, yes, all of it was a waste. I mean, the only thing it wasn't wasted in the sequels is that George Lucas got $4 billion off of it. So yes. I guess that works out for him. Yeah. Uh, no, but every time I see her, I'm pleasantly surprised. I'm like, oh, that's good. Like, I'm, I'm happy that she's cast in it. I kind of like the role she's playing. I, I mean, I, I think she could be a lead. I'm not saying that she shouldn't never be a lead, but I'm enjoying this kind of supporting cast Gwendolyn Christie. She, like, it's it's almost going to sound like I'm insulting her, but she's kind of got that, what's her face? She I don't know. What, what is her face? Tilda Swinton. She's kind of got that, mm. like, that Tilda Swinton vibe where she's, it's, is it a coincidence that they're both tall, blonde, and British? I don't know. But they, <laughs> like, but I think, like, Tilda Swinton steals a lot of scenes that she's in. Yeah, like, It doesn't matter what the movie is or what the show is. If she's on screen, you're paying attention to what she's doing. And I feel that Gwendolyn Christie's much in the same vein, whereas, like, could she be a lead actor or, or uh, 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 the, the female lead in a movie? Sure. Just why the not? lead, yeah. 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 Like, what? what is it? Like, what's stopping her from doing that? Maybe opportunity? She's got 30 credits. Yeah. Right? I'm sure a lot of those credits are 42 episodes out of Game of Thrones. You know, various Star Wars stuff. Yeah. If you, I mean, you look down here, she's in 2009, I think was her big break. The Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus. I don't know if you ever saw that movie. Um, she played Classy Shopper yeah. too. Yeah, Classy Shopper. She got I her mean, first name, in, named character in Our House. Yeah. It looks like a trilogy of shorts. She might be an intro on the cameo corner. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like, she's in The Hunger Games, Star Wars, and then really not a whole lot. Hmm. She's just kind of like, she's got a very interesting career and she's fairly young. She's born 1978. So, I yeah. mean, that's plenty of time for her to carve out a career and i mean do she's whatever she she's wants. working and she's i would call yeah. her a successful actress I, I don't want i don't want to come across as i was insulting or whatever no, I right? like i really enjoy when she shows up on screen sure my favorite tidbit about her is that she's also a model oh. and she's done a lot of avant-garde abstract modern art kind of interesting like shoots and stuff and like one like one time i was going like i was i was looking at a thing at a museum and I was like, man, this like, I mean, I wasn't at the museum. I was on their website <laughs> looking oh, okay. at some of the the photos that they had for one of their exhibits. And I was like, is that Gwendolyn Christie? And she's just like <laughs> covered in blood, like red paint, supposed to be like blood. And she's like standing against like a stark white background. I was like, what is going on here? Nice. Uh, no, very cool. Nice. Okay. Uh, looking back in her filmography, very early on, uh, she was in 20, 26 episodes of something called Wizards vs. Aliens, uh, which was created by uh, the show run, the initial showrunner for the Doctor Who <laughs> reboot. Uh, insatiable marauding aliens, the Necros, invade the Earth in search of Necros, magic. Huh? Teenage schoolboy wizard Tom Clark and his friend Benny Sherwood lead the defense against them. Yeah, that, we're going to put that on the list. Wow, look at that poster. Yeah, it's fantastic. Let me uh see if I can pull that up here. Yeah. Yeah, that's the that's the right amount of cheese that I was looking for. Twenty six episodes. Or that at least that she was in. Let's see how many overall. We're getting I mean I'm in the thirty six. Thirty six very nice. Very nice. Okay. That's that's a rabbit hole. I think the only other person to talk about would be her friend, her roommate, if you will. Enid, yeah. Enid, played by Emma Myers, another 20-year-old actress playing a freshman or sophomore student. 
Uh, she only has nine credits up to this point. Two things upcoming. I'm looking through some horror, good bit of horror, some shorts episode here or there, but oh. nothing really. So this, was, I think this might be her first big like exposure, um, but I could oh. be very wrong. T- uh, Tyler Galpin, played by one Hunter Duhon, mm. was born in 1994. Oh, wow. <laughs> so he's even older. <laughs> wow. I mean, I get why they do it, and they're pulling it off. Like I, I knew that the actress... The actors and actresses were older just because I know, but I mean, you could have, they would be like, oh yeah, Jenna Ortega's 16. I want to be like, oh, okay. Like, I, I'd believe it. No major detractors as far as the acting goes. Maybe the the sheriff hamming it up a bit too much uh, in that initial episode, but he has plenty of time to uh, to come down to earth. Well, we should definitely, I guess, like set the scene. So in this in this world space that we're in, very different from the way that Harry Potter handles supernatural or magic or whatever. So in the Harry Potter world, humans or muggles, they don't know that magic exists. Right. Wizards and trolls and dragons and unicorns and goblins and all that stuff. Like they're all, it's a secret. It's a big secret. It's all behind the scenes. Kind of like, you know, if vampires ruled the world, right? We wouldn't know that they exist. Or do they? And in this, the outcasts, it's like it's, it's in broad daylight. Like everyone... Outcasts exist. People know who they are. Like they're classified: vampires, werewolves, um, Wednesday Adams. And so Sheriff Galpin is a stressed-out person, I, I believe, because he's the sheriff of a small town, wherever the heck they are in Middle America. And he uh, he has to balance, like he has to walk a tightrope. It's like you know, there's a school full of vampires. 20 minutes away <laughs> right yeah, and uh yeah. like it's just it's just kind of one of those things you just got to deal with i like his performance i think sheriff galpin's character played by jamie mcshane i think he does a pretty good job what has he been in he has that face he has that face oh there he is he's yeah he was in sons of anarchy oh yeah, was yeah, he? yeah yeah he was me, cameron hayes let me take a look oh i don't i didn't recognize him yeah. Did not recognize He's, he's also in Picard, apparently. Good job, Anthony. Uh, yeah. Let's see. Bosch, a couple things. Hmm. Cameron Hayes, 12. Okay, he, he looks more familiar in his uh, his pictures on IMDb here. He's the IRA guy, or one of them. Uh, he was also in Thor. Awesome. Oh, he was Zabon. Uh, okay. Interesting. Uh, he plays yeah. an alien in Picard, so I, I call, you know, I, you know. Shenanigans. Uh, yep. I call shenanigans on that, but. I'll let you have that one. Thank you. Uh, he's just wrong. Like the least al- least amount of alien you could be, but yeah. His first credit was 1997, Macon County Jail. I think they killed off his character in between seasons, Which too. may look like a... It may look like um, an adult film. Oh, oh, interesting. Like a, Sky- like a Skinamax film. Oh, fun. David Carradine is in it. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Oh, man, look at the... Charles Napier, what? Yeah, we shouldn't watch that one. No, <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, no, I shouldn't. I said, like I said, I think he hammed it up a bit much, but he's he's being set up as the villain. I'm sure he's going to come to her side at some point. That's just how these plots go, and that's what I I think where it would get compared a little bit to CW. Uh, but we'll yep. see. We'll see where that where that goes. But overall, I think what we're trying to say is a strong cast. Um, I think the only only person we missed uh, that I would love to give a shout out to would be. Victor Dorbantu, who plays Fang. Oh yeah, yes. <laughs> uh, he 
is known and it's like his one acting credit is thing so he plays the hand he's a magician yeah which makes sense being able to do all the motions i don't recall did he did did thing ever do uh sign language before yes okay am i did i just blank that out it makes Probably. sense. And I was like, oh, that had to have, that can't be something they just come up for this. That has to be. Yeah. There's a, there's a, this like a very, I don't know what to say famous. There's a scene, I think in the second Adams Family movie with Raul Julia, RIP, mm-hmm. where he's trying to do sign language and like Gomez can't understand him because he's like, you're going too fast. Oh, that sounds familiar. Yeah, he just grabs a spoon and starts tapping out Morse code instead, which is I think, probably a more effective form of communication. <laughs> That's pretty in my good. <laughs> I haven't seen those films uh yeah, since the They're early nineties. Yeah, I'll have to check yeah. them out after I finish Wednesday, of course. Yeah, uh, I just I love that. I I love that they didn't just do a CGI hand and call it. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Well, I think that would like that would fly in the face of like the idea of thing because like even yeah. in the the show from like nineteen sixty whatever, like he like it's an actual hand, right? No, of course. Yeah, and then like from what I understand, um, in this movie. Um, which they may have done it in the other one. They they put him in all green, oh, stuck really? him in a wheelbarrow, and so he just had his hand like laying like, out on the ground. Yeah, interesting. So you, just, you can't see his arm. You can't see his arm or whatever because he's green or whatnot. But I, I actually was going to bring this up, but I forgot about it until just now. Um, Gwendolyn Christie did an interview, and she said that this is the first movie in a long time where she's felt pretty. Really, and I, it, it got it got me thinking, like because. Brienne of Tarth is, you know, uh, the way they describe her in the books is definitely not what you would consider like pretty or whatever. Sure. And uh, um, not that I'm not that I'm saying Gwendolyn Christie isn't an attractive woman. No, I, I got you. I got you. I think she's very beautiful. But yeah, it's just it's. I was reading that interview and I was like, wow, that's interesting, neat. I mean, she's so. dressed. Uh, what what is the term like to the nines? Like she is. Yeah, she's got a very unique way of presenting herself or this character. She looks great. I like uh, I like the style. Yeah, for sure. I oh, have one sure. last shout out. Okay. George Bercia, Berkia, who played mm. Lurch. Mm. Okay. And I'm giving him a shout out because it looks like he gets just gets cast in a bunch of things as tall guy. Yeah, that's what happens when you're a tall guy. And it just, it makes me a little sad that, um, you know, your boy, Carol Stryukin, couldn't be Lurch again. You know, Mr. Home mm. from TNG. And he was the original Lurch, but I mean, he's yeah. 74. He's 74 yeah. and he's seven foot three. So, uh, you know, I'd be interested to see some time for him uh, to retire. <laughs> some cameos from some of the old cast members, that type of thing. Yeah, yeah, that'd be that'd be kind of cool. Wow, we talked a long time about the cast. I think the cast is great. Uh, I think that they got a, a really it's the caliber of kind of new versus middle school versus old school actors. I think they have a really good uh, sampling. The music I mentioned, I, I watched the beginning with subtitles, um, and I think one of the first subtitles is upbeat but macabre music plays or something along <laughs> those lines uh it's it's spooky with still being like it's not just generic kind of horror themed music or carnival themed music which is what i would kind of expect them to go with it's it's very reminiscent of classic adam's family while being modern uh, the the cgi overall not just with fang but some of the magic effects and creatures and stuff is is really well done I'm definitely not Resident Evil level. (laughs) (laughs) Overall, I think that this pilot gets a, it's worth checking out. I think it's worth the price of subscription. 
I would agree with that. Assuming that Netflix doesn't go up again in the next uh, <laughs> next year or so. It's pushing it. It's pushing it for That's sure. Fair. That's fair. Oh, yeah. Uh, did you have an idiot of the pilot? I mean, it's got to be the hitchhiker. The hitchhiker? Yeah, the guy that gets out of the car at the, the very beginning. Oh, he's just like, like taking his break, right? At the very beginning. He's not really hitchhiking. He's like on a work break because they're like wearing the same outfit or whatever as the, like him and the person driving. Matt, it matches the logo on the side of the car. Uh, I guess. No. Um, Regardless, he goes and yeah, walks that, Yeah, where he shouldn't. Well, I, I mean, are you sure? He, he's credited as hiker. James Clay. Because oh, he goes play, on a hike. Ethan Hansen. You know what? Fine. I will. I know there's there was someone in the car. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Okay. But yeah, the hiker. But, um, sure. Yeah. No, him. She's like, <laughs> you probably shouldn't uh, go out here. There's a, there's a school full of outcasts. She's like, no, nah, my camp counselor and summer camp was a werewolf. And she's like, so? <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, look, I mean, I, I didn't see a gun. I didn't even see bear mace. Yeah, the, I took the wife and I. We went on a backpacking hike back in November, and um, as you know, we were kind of doing preparations for it. Like you know, I already had a backpack, I already had the hiking boots, I already had like you know the water jugs, and I'm like on, I'm on like the internet and I'm searching, and she's like, "Why are you looking up bear mace?" And I was like, "Bears? <laughs> like what do you, what do you mean? Why am I looking up bear mace? Well, I don't want to get eaten by a bear." She's like, "Well, there's no bears in Texas." I was like, "Well, that's a foolish thing for you to say." Because you know what you can use bear mace on? Everything that's bear yeah, size or smaller. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, look, a bobcat. No, no, it's definitely Ethan Hansen, the hiker. What an idiot. Come on. Okay. Don't get in the car. Like, don't get out of the car. I don't mean, get out of the car. It's, it wasn't, I don't think it, yeah. I don't want him to be the idiot of the pilot simply because that would mean that the kind of racist lady was right. <laughs> and uh so I, i'm gonna disagree with you on principle even though i probably shouldn't i mean the only maybe the only other person that you could consider the idiot would be the guy who bullied pugsley yes and shoved him in a locker yes. one because bullies are dumb yes and two we later find out that wednesday has been to like six high schools <laughs> yeah <laughs> like in in two years so you know normally when you get kicked when you when you get kicked out of a school, like not suspended, not detention. Like when you get expelled, usually you have to do something awful. And so when the short goth looking girl who's allergic to color shows up and you find out she's like in the middle of the school year and you find out she's been to six different schools, I'm just not going to... Don't mess with her. Just, Would you, you know, argue that Wednesday herself is the idiot of the show? Because she's a little idiot, like like a lot of children around I mean, that age. She's just. I mean, look... You got kicked out of maybe, six public schools... Piranhas yeah. are definitely a problem. <laughs> yes, piranhas are definitely a problem. Homeboy lost the testicle. Like, I'm not down for that. No. But she's just she's sticking up for her brother. Do the ends justify the means? Eh. Sure. Eh. It's, I mean, it's got to be the hiker, Ethan Hansen. Okay. So, I mean, All right. I'm going to go with the kid. Uh, you know, I, I'm not going to call the kid who got his testicle bitten off by a piranha as the idiot of the show simply because he got what was coming to him. Like, you know, he yeah. learned his lesson, if you will. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to say the idiot is the kid who works at the coffee shop who agrees oh. to help Wednesday for no other reason than yeah. she's like, I'm Just guessing better. the only reason she's he's trying to help her is because she's pretty and around his age. <laughs> and that is uh, not a good enough reason to put yourself yeah. on the line for someone. I'm sorry. Hey, I, you little hey, idiot. I just met you. Yeah. yeah. Hey, hey, I just met you. I'll drive you an hour away. Yeah, let's, let's go. Yeah, why not? Why not? <laughs> person I don't know. Yeah. Person I don't know who I saw beat up three people twice her size. Yeah, why not? Yeah. <laughs>
Sure. Why doesn't Pugsley go to the school? He might be too young. I don't know. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. As far as Kelsey Grammer goes, uh, who is Kelsey Grammer? Uh, why I mean, is it Lurch? <laughs> I mean, the, a lot of me wants it. A lot of me wants Kelsey Grammer to be Gomez Adams. Oh, but well, I don't want to. I don't. Wanna, do I don't that. Yeah, I don't want to take Louis Guzman's job away. A lot of me wants him to be Sheriff Galpin, but I'm not sure if I want to take that guy's job away either. Maybe the fencing captain, like the the fencing instructor. Okay, just a random instructor who shows up every once in a while and everyone's just distracting everything from the scene because he's Kelsey yeah. Grammer standing right over there. Why aren't you using him? <laughs> yeah. Nope. Yeah. It's Lurch. A little too short, but I, I accept it. I mean. Oh, what if it was Thing? What if it was Kelsey? <laughs> uh, yeah, that works too. <laughs> That works, but you too. don't. But, but like, but only in the unreleased behind-the-scenes Burton cut, where you see him being wheeled around in a wheelbarrow, wearing a green screen shirt. <sighs> yeah. Okay. Done. <laughs> Done. Uh, any closing words, thoughts? A lot of fun. I'm. I, you know, I am surprised. Like, I am really surprised at the overall score. Thirty-seven point seven percent out of ten. Like, I, I like. We kind of touched on it, but we didn't really talk about it. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. That's a lot of 10. Like if I were to give this thing my own personal rating, I would probably give it a nine, nine and a half if I could. 10 is, it's yeah, it's a lot. I Just judging off the pilot, I'm sitting at an eight, eight and a half. Like it's really good, but we'll, I, we'll have to see how, you know, the next few steps could go either way for me. So let's, I'm going to check out some of these one star reviews. Oh yeah. Let's check. We haven't deep dived one star reviews in a minute. Yeah. Cringy and hard to watch. I absolutely refuse to accept that this is an 8 out of 10. It just isn't. At the very best, it's a 5. Because I get that it can be popular with 12 to 16-year-olds. But for me, it's a solid 1. For why? I can't believe in it's 2022 and we're still producing cringe content like this. The story is terrible. Every common trope you can think of in a teen series, it has it. Sure. Okay. Well, the entire see. theme of the school is a ripoff of Hogwarts. There's no real development with the characters and they lack any real depth. Okay. Uh, Cold and Empty. It sounds strange, but the original Adams Family movies from the early '90s have heart. This does not seem to exist here. Wednesday is not an Adams. <laughs> yeah, like okay, so this one has some valid criticism, and it's something I did actually want to talk to you about. Okay, one main problem here is the core concept. The Adams Family is supposed to be an eccentric or weird family, and the main conflict in their stories, as well as the main sources of comedy, comes from the conflict between this this family and the normal world that surrounds them. But in this right. series, Wednesday goes to a school of misfits. And it is something that like I, I do kind of agree with. Like I get maintaining the spirit of the Adams because they they still are weird. One of my favorite jokes in the Adams family, like out of all of the ones that I've seen, is in, in the one with Raul Julia. I don't remember if it's the first one or the second one, but like a woman says to Morticia, because like Gomez is standing right next to her, and she's like, Oh, look at him. He's a lady killer. And he's smoking a cigar and he rips it out of his mouth. And he's like, Acquitted. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great joke. I mean, you know, murder. Mm-hmm. Eh. Yeah. But I mean, like, it just it goes to show you like that they're a strange bunch of people. Like, they are the outcasts in the traditional like Adams family fair. Do I think it's a bad thing that they're like that they wanted to expand on the mythos maybe and have like, oh yeah, you know, it's of course it'd be normal that Wednesday's a psychic because her roommate is a werewolf. Like it's does yeah. that make it a one star review? You know, no, I don't know if it makes I'm it a one out star, a, but I'm leaving out a bunch of the stuff this person said. Sure. I, I get what you're saying, and I actually had some of the a similar thought where I don't know, I always felt that that the family didn't have a lot of internal conflict. 
at least like the core of them. Um, and this definitely is living up to the whole uh, rebellious teenager, blah, blah, blah. I don't know, but it's a different take. It's maybe a little bit more grounded take. And we have plenty of time for Wednesday to become more like her character in classic Adam's family. Yeah. So I wouldn't, I'm not going to be upset because there's more depth or more development to, to be had. But I, I definitely, uh, I get it. I, I can understand why someone might, I don't know why they would make it a one just because of that. But yeah. Like I said, I left stuff out of what. Oh, of I'm the sure. Review. I'm sure you did. One star reviews are usually not worth reading. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's just like uh, another big problem is the casting. I can't imagine for a second that Catherine Zeta Jones and Luis Guzman are a couple. Apparently, they neither because they don't seem eager to touch each other. Like, I like Luis Guzman. I'm not sure if he was the right actor for this role. Mm. Like, I, I don't understand how we live in a world where Antonio Banderas and Catherine Zeta Jones, like, they don't act opposite of each other anymore. I saw Mask Zorro. <laughs> I saw it. Like their chemistry is yeah. off the charts in that movie. Okay. Like why can they like, it, that's my, that's my, that's my personal mission. Like that's what I want to manifest in this world. More things with Antonio Banderas and KZJ. I'm sorry. C C Z J. Uh, apparently let's keep reading here. Pugsley doesn't look like Pugsley. Uncle uh. Fester doesn't look like Uncle Fester. Oh, Uncle Fester shows up. That's spoilers. Oh, I mean, he's in the cast list. Uh, oh, I think he's also in the trailer for the the show. Oh, I haven't watched. It. I don't watch trailers. Right, right. That's just spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. I think what the, I think what they're doing is like because it gets a little bit here, which kind of weird. Jenna Ortega has a quote sexy Latina look unquote that certainly doesn't match the Wednesday Adams vibe. I think I, I mm, think what they're that's problematic. I think I think what they're trying to say is they they have a problem with the characters being kind of latin like mm. latino latinx whatever is that how you say that but homeboy's name is gomez <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know what i mean like uh, let's just do a real quick gomez name origins is a common spanish patronymic surname sure yeah so it's also portuguese and catalan so i mean it would make sense that a guy named gomez adams may appear to be of Hispanic or, you know, Latin origins, right? Like, yeah. it just makes sense. And then, you know, and, and I'm not saying anything controversial here, that the majority of the people usually tend to date within their own kind of subgroup, right? Sure. And so it would make sense that he would be an, he would be attractive to a woman that is also possibly of that origin. And then they would have children that look like that as well. Like, I don't, I don't see the problem. Like, I don't know. I think maybe a lot of people, they, they, they look at the past and they, and they, they tell you that they want new stuff, but then when they presented with change immediately revert back to that childlike, well, I don't want it because it's different, which I think is a little silly. And I mean, generally just kind of backwards thinking, right? I mean, it is Raul Huli is dead. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like it's unfortunate, but he's gone. Christina Ricci is now a grown woman. The guy who played Lurch is 74 years old. Um, I don't, I don't even remember the, I'm terrible remembering her name, Angelica Houston. She's old. So it's not like they can bring back the original actors. And if they were to bring back, if they were to bring in people who look like the original actors or try to portray what the original actors were doing, yeah. people would just complain. They'd yeah. just be like, oh, you're just, you're just remaking the original movie, but now it's a television show. So instead, when presented with new stuff, people do that. And it really bothers me on a personal level. Yeah. I want to show. I want to show a picture here. I'm in the Adams family fandom because that's that's what we do here. <laughs> Check out this picture yes. of uh, Gomez Adams. 
and tell me that yeah. Luis Guzman wasn't an excellent choice. <laughs> oh no, he's a great he's a great <laughs> cast, man. <laughs> look at that. Well, yeah, through the years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's look at the other ones. Yeah, yeah. Ah, yeah, my boy Raul. <laughs> that mustache, so good. Uh, yeah, I forgot, okay, forgot Tim Curry was in that one. Yeah, <laughs> the musical, yeah. and I guess uh, the cartoon, of course. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I mean, I think Louis Guzman is an inspired. He's an inspired casting. Like, I think he's a great actor. Like, he's he's done a lot of great stuff in his career. And you know what? Hell yeah, he's getting paid to wear a weird pinstripey suit and sit in a car and make out with Catherine Zeta-Jones. I'm not hating. <laughs> that sounds like you're but jealous. One, I, it, maybe I am, but a homeboy with a one-star review out here is hating. So. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm out. I, I think I'm overall, this gets, uh, regardless of any one-star reviews, uh, this gets two thumbs up from the Sci-Fi Wise Guys, maybe even four if you want to join me. Eager to hear what y'all think about this, you being the audience. I'm eager to see, I really am eager to see if it keeps up its quality. I don't want you to give me any spoilers. Don't give me your opinion. And we'll talk about it whenever uh, whenever I'm done finished, whenever I'm finished watching it. Maybe we'll record another episode on it if uh, we feel so inclined. If you guys out there have any suggestions for other things we should watch, as long as it's straight to stream and vaguely science fiction, we'll check a look at it. You can email suggestions to scifiwiseguys at gmail.com. You can also hit us up on social media at scifiwiseguys, wherever you can at us. Stay healthy, stay hydrated, and don't bully people's little brothers because their big sisters might get revengeance on you. Revengeance? Yeah. Stupid name. What a stupid name for a game. Bye, guys. (laughs) Bye. Yeah. Um, anybody who makes a review of this and calls Jenna Ortega hot in it is problematic. It's, it's weird. weird. She's playing a 14, 15 year old girl very, very well. And yeah. I, I just don't, I can't get into it. I'm sure in some of the other horror flicks and stuff she's done, I might think differently, but I don't know. It's weird to centralize this particular character like that, in my opinion. Yeah. Like I just, yeah. <laughs> I don't like it's it. It's very weird.